Good day, tiny commuters and daily dosers, and welcome into the Daily Dose, part of the Low Tree Studios podcast network. You know who I am. I'm your host, Jason Galbraith. It is Thursday, February 6th, and uh, it's time to start your day. With random goodness, starting with this. Trees are incredibly smart. They run on sunshine, provide shade in summer, and even so kindly drop their leaves to allow the winter sun through. Researchers have determined that they are good for our mental health as well. Londoners who had more trees in on their street uh, popped fewer antidepressant antidepressant pills. I don't have any trees. Uh, well, there's a few trees around here, but I live in the desert, so no wonder everybody's depressed out here. Is everybody depressed, though? Have I talked to everybody? I haven't. Nope, I haven't talked to everybody. And I don't think too many people that I know are depressed. So just scratch that whole statement I said. But uh, I would say move by trees. Maybe that's why I love uh, Cambria, California so much. It's a beautiful place. It's like a pine forest that just kind of kissed the ocean. Love it there, and uh, it just makes me happy. It's, it's a combination of the beach and trees. Next thing here, the demand for pet products containing CBD has skyrocketed following the passage of the 2018 Farm Bill in December 2018, which expanded legal hemp cultivation and research. Most of this pot is going to the dogs, but there have been an increasing number of products developed for the broader pet kingdom, such as cats, birds, and horses. There are a wide array of CBD products to choose from, including tinctures, treats, capsules, topicals, mixing powders, and shampoos, with prices ranging from about $20 uh, for treat packets to $200 for high dosage or high volume tinctures. What is a tincture? That, that is honestly the first time I've ever read that word or seen that word. Tincture. It's the first time I've seen that word. Mm-hmm. Have you heard that? It's, uh, you want me to spell it for you? You don't care, do you? Moving on. With a strong holiday spending season in the rear view mirror, it appears as though Valentine's Day will be the next big spending holiday for consumers. According to the National Retail Federation, NRF, NARF, NERF, Americans are expected to set another record for Valentine's Day spending this year. In a consumer survey conducted by the NERF, uh, those celebrating the holiday said they plan to spend an average of $196.31. That's very specific. Up to up 21% over the last year's previous record of $161.96. Spending is expected to total $27.4 billion. Holy, holy crap. Uh, up 32% from last year's record, $20.7 billion. Now, is that because there's more people or just more people that are into Valentine's Day? It's probably something to do with more people, right? Anyway, shoppers plan to spend $5.8 billion on jewelry. That's 21%. $4.3 billion uh, on, an a- on an evening out. That's 34%, which is probably what more like what we'll do kind of thing. Uh, $2.9 billion on clothing. $2.4 billion on candy. $2.3 billion on flowers. $2 billion on gift cards. And $1.3 billion on greeting cards. Waste of money. Waste of money. Waste of money. So uh, get to get get to shopping. Get get in the spirit of Valentine's Day. 
I don't like Valentine's Day, but get in the spirit of it. There, we're, it's being expected of you. Americans aren't especially confident in the kitchen, turns out. According to a poll, one poll, uh, one in five think they have only one standout dish in their arsenal, and the average American surveyed can only prepare five meals completely without any help from a recipe. The top five meals that correspondents can make without a recipe includes eggs over easy, 49%, scrambled eggs, 46%, hard-boiled eggs, how easy is that, 44%, poached eggs, 44%, and French toast, what, what, that's all egg-related, by the way. Uh, that is my top, is, uh, is French toast. That's my thing, I make some great French toast. Everybody loves it, everybody. Again, I haven't talked to everybody or, or served it to everybody, but I'm just going to say it, everybody loves it. Everybody. The next five meals respondents could make without a recipe is soup. Oh my God. Out of a can, right? Just out of a can or is like, is this like uh, chopping it all up and adding the ingredients? I think it's out of a can. Grilled cheese, 36%. Pasta, 36%. All these tied, by the way. All of these right here tied. 36%. Uh, rice, 36%. And salad. Who can't make a salad? At number 11 is toast. Toast. Uh, the kitchen tools which most intimidate us is a spatula, measuring cups, whisk, food processor, and measuring spoons. We have new information to report. All right. Three years ago, Mir Kalmanson threw a Super Bowl watch party for the homeless. This year, he hosted 15 parties across the U.S. Around the Super Bowl in 2017, Kalmanson noticed a homeless man's sign that really caught his attention. It said this, I don't want anything to eat. I don't want to drink. All I want is to be seen. I want to talk to somebody. How cool is that? So he brainstormed what he could do to help that man and others and had a Super Bowl party for a half dozen homeless men uh, living on the streets of New York. I saw this video. It's great. It was really cool. They, he took them all in and watched the Super Bowl party. It was awesome. He bought them all football jerseys and took them to a friend's party at a rooftop bar. He posted a video of the Super Bowl party on YouTube and started a movement. Volunteers reached out from all over the country wanting to get involved. His nonprofit Soup Soul, uh, Soup Soul Party was born, and this year he partnered with homeless shelters in 15 cities. That is so cool. I dig that. That is really, really cool. I love that way of giving. That's that's my kind of giving right there. Maybe 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 we can all get involved. Maybe next year I'll research this and, and find some way to get involved with this kind of thing. That would be so awesome. Next thing, a Minnesota woman recognized her dog that's been missing for three years on a beer can. Monica Mathis says she was scrolling through Facebook when she saw a story about adoptable dogs being put on beer cans at a Florida brewery. As Monica watched the story, she spotted what looked like her missing dog, Day Day, uh, which went missing in 2017 while Monica was still living in Iowa. After seeing her dog on a beer can, Monica called the Florida Animal Shelter where Day Day was staying. She's not sure how the dog got from Iowa to Florida, but after she moved to Minnesota, it made uh, it made it nearly impossible for the shelter to track Monica down using the info on the chip inside Day Day. Now the shelter is paying to send Day Day from Florida to Minnesota. How cool is that? I love stories like that. Next thing here, Cotton Branch Farm Animal Sanctuary in Leesville, 
South Carolina is seeking volunteers to cuddle pigs and eventually adopt the animals as pets. The organizations rescued more than 200 pigs from a Kentucky property about a year ago. After suffering abuse and neglect, the pigs need more human time before they are ready for their forever homes. The sanctuary's director says these pigs weren't socialized because they lived in such large numbers. We noticed how quickly a lot of them were, were coming around when we spent time with them, and in order to find them homes, we thought it would it was a good idea to have people start coming out. What a great idea. Next thing here, the idea of a midlife crisis has been blamed for all sorts of odd behavior, but research suggests the concept may be a myth after all. The study found the middle-aged years are actually among the happiest in a person's life. Researchers say people who are middle-aged are better off, happier, and more balanced than they were when they uh, than they were 20 years ago or 20 years younger. Uh, I agree with this. I am happier I than I was in my 20s. But then again, 20s are funny because you're you're kind of dumb and numb and don't really realize things. You're just powering through it all. And sort of when you get to this age, I'm 45 now, you kind of are reflecting a little bit and maybe more wisdom's coming. Maybe wisdom comes a little bit easier. Maybe it doesn't because there are still some, uh, as I like to say, yidyits in the world. Um, but you know, for someone like myself, I, I I consider myself to be self-aware. Now, I'm not saying I don't do things unconsciously and, and make stupid mistakes, but I try to reflect on those mistakes and make changes. And it seems after all those years of trying that, it does come a little easier at 45 than it did when I was 30. I just didn't seem like it had the formula at 35, you know, and especially not at 25. I didn't care. I just wanted to go, you know. So maybe this is true. I I, I have to agree that midlife is a little bit better, maybe, uh, at least mentally. Uh, next thing here and last thing for, for news, a police officer in England who thought he'd stumbled upon a major load of cannabis was embarrassed to discover his haul was potpourri. These are your entertainment headlines. Twitter is suspending memes, uh, meme accounts from nut company planters for violating its rules on spam and platform manipulation. In a statement, a spokesperson for planters said Twitter found the accounts Baby Nut Baby, Baby Nut Memes, and Baby Nut LOL did not comply with their policies. Twitter's rules do not allow accounts to artificially amplify or suppress information or engage in behavior that manipulates or disrupts people's experience on Twitter, especially as it concerns commercially motivated spam and multiple accounts. Uh, the reboot sequel to Honey, I Shrunk the Kids is the early is in the early planning stages with, with a working title of Shrunk, uh, but there's solid intel that says, hey, check it out. We just talked about this guy on The Daily Dose that Rick Moranis is returning. Because he was retired. He didn't want to go back to the Ghostbusters deal there, but he will return for this. That is so cool. A Disney insider says Moranis's character, Wayne, is estranged from his kids since the death of his wife, their mother, Diane. Ooh, that's that's close to home. Oh boy, is that close to home. Maybe that's why he's doing it, because I know uh, that his wife died. Ooh, he's cut himself off from friends and family while trying to come up with some kind of shrinking tech that could have reduced Diane's cancer. 
Oh, no wonder he's wanting to do it. However, he's not racked with guilt that he failed and across the film. Uh, I'm sorry, let me read that again. However, he's now racked with guilt that he failed and across the film, he'll reconnect with Nick and daughter Amy. This is probably why he wants to do it. And I, and I think that's awesome. Uh, it'd be nice to see that guy back in on the big screen. Because he's funny. He's incredibly funny. All right, this day in history. Before his years of Hollywood stardom and long before Washington, Ronald Reagan was born on February 6, 1911, on this day, in Tampico, a small town in northwestern Illinois. John Steinbeck's novella, it's novella, why can't we just call it a novel? Novella of Mice and Men, the story of the bond between two migrant workers, is published on this day in 1937. And... A British European Airways flight crashes, crashes just after takeoff from the Munich airport on this day in 1958. 23 people died in the crash, including eight players from Ma the Manchester United soccer team, which had just qualified for the semifinals of the European Cup. What a cooler question is this. At one time, it was illegal to hunt these in Arizona. What do you think it is? Coyotes? Snakes? Turtles? What else could, could be there? Uh, lizards? Um, tree frogs? Tumbleweeds? Nope. You're wrong. All those are wrong. It's camels. <laughs> camels. Did you know we had camels in the United States running wild? I didn't know that. And I don't know if it's really true that we did. And let I me, mean, maybe they just, people brought them here. That's probably the case. People brought them here, maybe. I would guess that. But anyway, it's, it was one time it was illegal to hunt these. Are there still camels out there somewhere? I always trip out that there's wild horses running around. That trips me out. There's still wild horses in places of the United States, which makes me think how big the United States is and how much land we haven't touched. So crazy. Really, really crazy. All right, here is your deep thought. Your deep thought to start your day. It is this. Seek to be worth knowing rather than well-known. And how true is that? Being worth knowing. Be, be someone that, that people want to know rather than being well-known because you can be well-known for anything. You could be a well-known serial killer. Have you seen the Netflix original series Don't F with Cats? That's a guy there. I'm not going to spoil it. Well, I'm spoiling it a little bit. So if you don't want, if you haven't seen it again, you don't want to hear this, just skip ahead, Okay. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to spoil a little bit. That's a guy that wanted to seek to be well-known. The guy in that, in that show. He wanted to seek to be well-known, but not worth knowing. I love this. I love this deep thought. Be, be someone that wants to be worth knowing. I strive for that, man. I know I make mistakes on it, but I strive for that. And I really, really like this deep thought. And I like this podcast. I had a good time. I hope you guys did as well. But that's it. That's it for today's show. You lovely people have an amazing day and take care of your fellow travelers on planet Earth. I will be back tomorrow with more bite-sized goodness. Goodness.